Hey guys, Vanessa here. We are back. This is just amazing. Um, blessings, I'm telling you. Episode 2. The feedback for the first one was so great. Thank you so much to those who have listened. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Um, it's been amazing listening to, you know, your responses. Um, and let's see, you know, how it continues to take us and have these discussions that, you know, are helping people or are resonating with people. So today we get to talk about trusting your inner voice, following your inner voice and what that has in store for you. And maybe some of you are out there and there's something speaking into your life and maybe there's fear and maybe there's uncertainty. Um, and what following your inner voice could do for you. It could be in anything. It could be in trying to pursue a new role. It could be starting a new business. It could be trying a new hobby. It could be trying a talent, you know. It could be becoming a better singer. Who knows? Um, but I hope you gain something from this. So we talk, today we talked to my friend uh, Peter Gathua, known to many as Gitz. Um, and he has an amazing story about, you know, leaving school at a time um, when it was hard because he was literally going before graduation and having to explain that to people around him and how he dealt with it and how he's managed to come out of it and make a success um, out of his story. So I hope this touches someone and always remember that God chooses us before we choose him. So know out there that you have a purpose, I have a purpose, and when all of us pursue our purposes, then I think we live in a better world. So here we go. Thank you and have a listen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Gitz, thank you for joining me on this episode. Uh Um, I I thought I would think of you because mm-hmm. I basically just want to talk about uh, conviction, yeah. belief in oneself, mm. and your journey. I think your journey is very inspirational, even though it's a maybe a bit, a bit unknown. It's a bit unknown. A continuing journey. A continuing journey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, tell us where you started. Oh, and how, wow. You know, we go way back to uni. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how we bonded. Funny thing is, I still think I'm starting. I, I, I don't think I'm close to the end or even the middle. Uh-huh. Um, you know, just because of, of, you know, the obvious age factor. Like we're still in our 20s. I, I hope, I pray that I one day live, you know, through, through my 90s. Hopefully I can hit 100. Mm-hmm. I really want to see those times and, and sort of be able to compare and see how much would have grown in advance. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been long and short at the same time. Started off in uh, 2012. That's when, that's when I left uni. And, uh, and how was that? Let's start there. <coughs> um, I think leaving uni was it, was, it was such a mix of many emotions, you know. Mm. On one side, I felt extremely liberated just yeah. because I, I felt that I'd broken away from the normal 
cycle of life and growing and that felt really you know i really felt free but on the other side i felt i don't want to call it sad but there was so much uh, judgment if i could so to speak around you know uh, and, and fear around what my future was going to look like uh, which i do agree yes was warranted but sometimes uh, you know we need to allow young spirits to be <laughs> and yeah. how is it dealing with that judgment? Um, I think it, it, it teaches you a lot. Being young, I think I was 21 at the time. Yeah, I remember when you had just done it. Yeah. When you used to go to the cafe. When you used to go to the cafe, yeah. And um, you're like, um, this thing, it's, it's not, it's it's not, not for me. For me. <laughs> I, th- I think the one thing I was very sure of is what I didn't want. Yeah. I'd done, I'd done uni for two years. I thought I'd gotten what I could yeah. and what I needed. Yeah. Um, and I felt it was, it was about time. Anything that I was doing beyond that was... And I think your course was one of those ones you're in or out. There's no... Yeah, there was no in-between. There's no in-between. You, you know, like uh, BCom, you can exactly. kind of... You can balance. You, can, you guys call it balancing. <laughs> but, you know, for my course, you couldn't be dead weight. Yeah. If you're dead weight, yeah, you had to drop it. You're out. Drop it, yeah? yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, I just I just felt it was about time. That that I was very sure of. Um, if, the, if, if I can pinpoint moments in my life when I was sure about something, that was one of them. It was so clear. It was very clear that I I just used to feel like I didn't belong in that space. Yeah. Not to say that it had defeated me, yeah. but I just knew I wasn't fitting in. Like, mm. you know, I was a round peg in a square yeah. hole. Yeah, that feeling thing. was just... Yeah, it was strong. It was strong. It was strong and very evident, and I, at some point I just decided to stop, not to fight it at all. Yeah. Um, you just went with the feeling. <clears throat> Yeah, and, 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 you know, a lot of people ask me, did I know what I wanted to do by the time I left? No, mm. I didn't. Mm. All I knew was that I needed to get away from that space mm. that, in my opinion, was clouding my, you know, my thoughts, my dreams, and what I wanted to see and experience and, and, experience and make out of myself. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just knew I had to leave. And I remember I told my folks that I was going to take a break. I mean, mentally, I knew I was, I was leaving. I wasn't coming back. I wasn't going back. <laughs> but I knew they wouldn't take that. They would take a break, a semester's break. <laughs> but they wouldn't take me leaving school. Um, so I told them, I remember I delayed. We, we went for the three-month holiday. Yeah. Like a big holiday yes. between there. Between uh, somewhere in the middle of the year. And I told them a week before we opened school. Because for a whole three months, I procrastinated. Before I didn't... fees had been paid or after? No, before. Before. Before fees. For two, for two and a half months, I procrastinated telling them. Because yeah. I, I, I just didn't know how to tell them. Yeah. You know, my... When I, you're always making news like that, hey, yeah, you need to think like twice. Exactly. And I come from a family where, you know, my dad sacrificed everything to educate his siblings. Yeah. And his extended family. Yes. And because that was the way out of that setting for them. Mm. You know, and and here I was telling him I didn't need those keys. He could keep them. He's looking at you like you're crazy. Yeah, I mean, he looked at me like like I was crazy. And so a week before, I I tell them two three days before they're still in denial. The day of opening school, my dad tells me, you know, you can still change your <laughs> mind. And um, yeah, I just told him, look, I'm not, I'm not going back. Yeah, I'm not going back. Yeah. Well, rather, I'm taking a break at the time. Yeah. So, um, for me, it was extremely... I felt it was important to just um, space out of everything that I knew mm. at the time. 
just because I wanted to have a different perspective of life or myself. Yeah. So it was important for me to kind of step away from everything I knew. Uh, and, you know, just sort of explore life, think uh, in, a, in an environment that wasn't clouded around academia and career because I felt... There was, was that pressure. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. definitely that pressure I needed to get out. Yeah. So that was... That's predominantly actually why I left. If the answers that I uncovered during that period were around me going back to school, I probably would have. Mm. But through that, <coughs> I think I took beyond three months, I probably took maybe about six months just asking many questions. You know, what do I really want to do? Mm. Trying out very so many different things. So what were you doing things. at that time? Just you were doing just everything. Zuru Kai. Zuru <laughs> and, and I liked it. And it... On paper, it looked bad. It looked like yeah. I was someone who... Because guys, you just you lost your nuts. Yeah, like, like I'd, I'd lost myself. Yeah. But it's... I I find that that was probably one of the most important moments in my life. Because I allowed myself... I distanced myself from everything that I had known up to yeah. that point. And, and your I, sense of comfort also. And my sense, a great sense of comfort. Mm. And I set out to try and discover me and discover the world. And try to see things differently. Uh, we tend to, I think, and this is a natural human thing, we tend to think that our perspectives are final and uh, are the only other thing that, you know, people can see. Mm. But the truth is there's so many perspectives to life and opinions to how things should be done that, you know, it's it's not always just about you. The world is, I don't know how many billion people we are now, three, four billion, if I'm not wrong. Um, you know, there's four or five billion perceptions. And why marry yourself down to one? Um, and I felt, you know, it was about time I tried to discover myself, discover the world, and just learn more outside the classroom, outside of the classroom. And I knew I wasn't that good at learning yeah. from the classroom. I'm a very good learner. <clears throat> I think one thing I, I learned in my first two years of uni was that I'm a very fast learner on ground mm. um, through apprenticeship. Mm. I, I pick things up very quickly. Mm, I can relate to yeah, you. But the classroom sometimes can be interesting. Yeah, it it's is. not for every personality. There are some people who love the classroom. Exactly. It's not yeah. for every personality. I yeah. remember sitting in class and seeing people who would... Yeah, like 20 minutes and you're, you've zoned off. 25 like, minutes. Zoned off. <laughs> 20 minutes is too long. Um, and, you know, especially, you know, being 19, uh, you've probably done about 14 years of school. Mm year on year on year and yeah. you know with no break yeah and it can really suffocate individuals who are unable to grasp and learn as fast as others in the classroom mm. so i felt i felt it was just about time for me to explore other yeah. ways of learning it can be suffocating it is and yeah, actually like be, yeah. before i used to judge people who take gap years i'm like what what are you doing now i'm like if i could go back i would take a gap year not oh. that i'm just sitting uh-huh. but like Take that time to try different things. Correct. Explore different things before I yeah. decide. Okay, even if I decide this is the route I want to go, but at least I have tried a few things. Correct. Because your mind keeps changing. Yeah, and, and it's okay to change your it mind. It keeps changing. I, I, it's unfortunate that our school system sometimes teaches us it's wrong to change your mind. In fact, yes, no, no, yesterday, but probably a week or two ago, I saw on Twitter someone suggested that universities should allow at least a semester or two for incoming students, especially ex-high school or ex-secondary school, yeah. to just flip and jump across courses, try to figure out what they want to mm. do, which is what American universities... Like America, yeah, they do that. 
And I think that 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 allows that allows the students themselves to discover their strong points, and you know it it allows for a lot of discovery within that 19, 18, 17 year old who all their life has been told what to do. Mm. And those are the very first like initial steps. And now you're put out there to make a major life decision. Exactly. <laughs> and most of the time you're forced or you're you're it's you're directed. Let me not use force, you're directed to make a particular decision. Just because, you know, of course our parents and our guardians mm. are all knowing. Mm. Uh but you know, sometimes we need to allow young spirits to discover. Yeah. Because you just might never know. And be convicted also in it. Correct. I kind of like follow your voice. Mm. I think like for me, there are maybe two times I learned that I need to follow my voice. The first one mm. was when I decided to go to, I guess, business school as you call mm. it. Mm. Because I was like, me from form two, business was the only thing that was <coughs> like chop chop. You take me to chemistry. Hey, boss. Yeah? You you're making me making me you're making me work very hard. Mm. You know, and I remember when I was choosing my courses, for a long time I wanted to do medicine, and then I think I did a, an internship in a in a hospital. Mm. Remember how our schools used to make us go to oh, Gen yeah, H? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for like two weeks. Yes, After that experience, yes. I was like, wow, I don't think I can handle you can, this. You can be a doctor or... Yeah, I'll just, I'll be so attached to the patients and the stories. Oh, wow, I'll just okay, like, that's new, that's different. I, mm. I'm not ready. Mm. So of course you're searching yourself, and I was like, this thing makes sense. And uh, but of course now when you're doing it, you're being told, oh, everyone is doing this. Why can't you do something that gives you? And I guess it's also from a place of people want the best for you. It's not, it's not necessarily to harm you. Or of to course, yeah, you. yeah. But um, there are those fears that people have that sometimes can be imposed on you. But the thing is, when you, I think when you kind of select what it is, when you naturally good at it just makes the hard work at less Correct. a little less hard <laughs> yeah, no no I, I agree with you and i think the first steps are to even discovering what your own voice is yeah i i feel there's a lot of people who don't know what their own voice is yeah they're functioning robots do this do that and the other and for you as long as you remain within certain limits that life prescribes or people prescribe to you that's how life should function and so they don't even understand themselves. They don't even understand their voices. And it's not only young people dealing with this. I, you know, I met people in their fifties who are just learning how to listen to themselves, mm. just because they perpetually or for for their lifetimes have just prescribed to a specific way of living. And and you know, naturally, people will project their ambitions, their fears on you. You know, what failed, what didn't work. Um, you know, what should and shouldn't be done. Mm. And that's normal. I'm, I can't hit anyone who's trying to project their fears on me. Mm. The thing is, I can't take someone else's fears and make them mine. Those are your fears. You have reason to fear and to, you know, arrive at whatever opinion or perception you have. Allow me to arrive at my own. My, my perception and your perception don't have to agree. And I think your story is amazing because mm. how did you pick up yourself after that? No, I mean, it was, it was just, again, just through experimenting and, you know, just trying to get to understand different spaces. I remember around that time, um, I really interacted with a lot of people in the creative space. 
people we call artists, talented, whatever you might want to call them. How did but you get over that nervousness? You know, for some people, <laughs> just putting yourself out there, you start like cringing on the inside. Like no, but I'd, I'd unshackled myself. I'd reduced, yeah. I'd, I'd reduced all expectations. I think that was one of the best things. I'd reduced all expectations of what I needed to do or become. Um, so at one point, there ever feel an ounce of fear. For me, I was actually even more excited just because it was people and spaces that never really interacted with or was not intentionally allowed to interact with, so to speak. Um, and I just started, you know, doing my research, meeting so-and-so, you know, uh, being KYM for, you know, your photographers, uh, whoever, whoever really needed an extra hand and I was willing to give it, I was there, you know, making a thousand bob a day. Mm. Um, those were good times because it it exposed me to a life, a side of life I'd never seen. What do you think you learned from that season? Yeah, you what know. What do you think you learned? What do I think I learned? Oh, man, the lessons are countless. I mean, just from humility to learning how to understand where people are coming from, learning how to respect them. People in life will have different opinions for you and they don't have from you and they don't have to agree with you that's so true and it doesn't mean that they have a, a bad intention yeah, exactly it just means it's different exactly yeah. and, and and you know just around even just understanding individuals uh, mm. listening to people's stories try to understand why they see things and do things the way they, they do um, hard work small what well, people would consider smaller or fringe principles to to, uh, you know, getting a first-class diploma or first-class degree. Those are the things Yours that Yours was really the school of life. My, mine was life. <laughs> mine really was life. Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was, that was a really good time. And I met, I'm, I met amazing mentors who have now become friends. Um, and I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do anything to change it. And now you manage, you told me you have a, a staff of how many? And now you're managing how much talent? And, okay, people look at the fascinating, the wow side of entrepreneurship. But Correct. there's also the journey. Like, it's not a tea. Yeah. It's yeah. not a tea easy. No, it's not. the days of hustling. And then now, you know. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's a lot to, say, to be said about entrepreneurship or starting a business or starting a new life. Yeah. Um, one, I think there's... There's a group of people who who sit and overthink and never do anything. You know, they they forget that action is sometimes more important than just thinking. Or action is required in order to actualize whatever dreams and thoughts you have. Um, and I really do want to fall into that category. And there was a real danger of me falling into that category when I left school because then there was no expectation. I could... I could sit down and think all day. Yeah, you could do whatever. Yeah, I could yeah. do whatever. You could have all these ideas. Exactly, but yeah. the key to life is to consistently move. Mm. Thinking is good, thought is good, but you've got to move. You've got to talk to people. You've got to make things happen. happen. Um, and and that's a principle I carry on up to today. Mm. Um, is it easy? No. Do you see everything from the beginning? No. In fact, if you ask me where we are today to... First, compare where we are today and where I thought we'd be, mm. miles apart. <coughs> and you've got to allow yourself to make mistakes, consistently evolve, um, shine, learn. Like there's a whole bunch of things. You know, you don't wake up one day, have an idea, and 
and think that the idea is worth a billion dollars but you've never done anything towards it. Yeah. An idea is worth nothing. Nothing if it's just in your yeah, as head. long as it's in your mind. Yeah. It's still just in your mind mm. until you actualize it. Mm. So I mean it's been a journey and a half. Uh really grown as an individual, really you know, I've learned so much about managing myself, managing our business, managing people. Um, and up to today, I, I continue to do the same. I continue to have or maintain the same attitude. I, I still don't think I know it all. I still make my mistakes. But I don't allow those mistakes to define me and who I am. Yeah. Um, it's really I, true to I, let go. And yeah. I, I was telling you how this week I had a conversation with mm. a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was telling me, Vanessa, you have to stop living in the past. Eh? Like, let go. Like, uh, what you have yeah. is now. I'll, I'll, and what you can be able to do. I'll is see now. one. Yeah, I'll see one thing. Um, I, remembering the past, I don't think there's anything remember, wrong with remembering or referencing the past. Mm. But there's something my mom told me that I always remember. Mm. My mom once told me, when you let go of things in your past, you create room for better things. For as long as drop I'm, those nuggets. Yes, yeah, that, that's no, it's true. And up to today, I I know certain things that if I held on to, I wouldn't have the same opportunities I have now. And regardless of the mistakes I make, or whatever feelings of hatred, and whatever else that's negative that I I tend to encounter or have, I try and let go of them. Yeah. I try not to hold grudges against people. I, I forget easy. Because I've learned that, you know, anger and frustration can consume you. And the minute you learn how to let go of those things, you create a lot more Your room. energy just attracts yeah, you such cre- good energy. You, you, you create room for other energies to, you know, sort of enter your spirit, so to speak. Because um, now if you hold on to so much anger, you'll attract the anger. That's true. You know... You'll, you'll attract if you hold resentment, you'll attract resentment. <laughs> exactly. So there's a lot of things I could easily be resent. Mm. Um, I could be, you know, resentful about. I could be resentful of the fact that my dad did not, me and my dad and I didn't get along for two, three years when I left school. Yeah. But that's a thing in the past. Yeah. I, I completely understand where I was coming from. He meant the best. I meant the best myself just that we weren't saying eye to eye and now how is it for you guys no it's good it's good I, he turned around to be one of my biggest supporters so, oh wow yeah um, and also you had you proved yourself i had to you had to stick to your guns in yeah no i had to prove myself to me before i could prove myself to him yeah i was no longer playing a mm. parent a parent child game it was i was i was just trying to take control of my life I wasn't trying to do things so that he could approve them. I was trying to do things that I could personally approve. That is so powerful. Yeah? Yeah. Cause that's and I think a lot of us get stuck <coughs> in that thing of you're trying to keep a balance of, yes, you want to do things for you, but you still also want yeah. to prove a point to others mm-hmm. that, you know, you're doing well or you're on the right path. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and actually, that reminds me, you know, we are just talking about Instagram not too long ago <laughs> and how people seek a sense of approval from others. You know, I'll pick a very small thing that I notice with women. Where women, and, I, and I'm not saying all of the women, <laughs> don't, you know, don't, yeah, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how things but are. They're, <laughs> yeah, no, there are women who I see who post images of themselves or pictures of themselves and trying to seek approval that they are beautiful. 
you know, trying to, because that gasses them up, you know, the number of likes. Because we work tremendously hard to get approval from other people as opposed to trying to get approval from us. Mm. Who told you that a million people are going to tell you that you're beautiful for you to be beautiful? Mm -hmm. If you yourself don't think you're beautiful, then you're not beautiful. It starts with you. It starts from within. Yeah. I, I really, that I do really believe in. Yeah. Confidence yeah. starts from within. It starts from within. And you, everything else flows. Um, I remember in, in primary school, um, our math teacher used to tell us that I think one point if we ever met a difficult question or a question we thought was going to be tough he told us you should always whisper to yourself it's easy I can do it yeah it's easy I can do it mm. so you always have got to allow that little voice in your mind to consistently tell you mm. and, and to claim that which is positive yeah you and, know and also like stop looking at things as a problem you're mm. like no this is this is how it is you start declaring what it is you want Exactly. Yeah. You know, you start seeking an approval from yourself first before you seek an approval from everybody else. Mm. Because I think one thing that people who are a lot older or a lot elderly understand is that you don't need an approval from people. Mm. You don't need people to to, you know, make you happy. If you can't you can't you can't make yourself happy. Well, you can't be happy if you allow your happiness to come from, from other people. people. It's got to come from so you. Um, and the same thing, I mean, when it comes to business and entrepreneurship and all those things, it's very easy for me to look at my friends' businesses and start to think, oh, goodness. Yeah, because there are some people doing some big things. Yeah, and I'm like, and they ma And they make it known that they're doing big things. You know, they make it known, <laughs> and you're like, hey, you know, why, why aren't things working out yeah. the way they should? These guys are all yeah. these and even you start thinking, maybe I should start doing what he's doing. And, and one thing I've the learned... The Kenyan thing. Yeah. One person opens a kiosk, the next, next is one, another kiosk. Because it's getting successful. Yeah. And I've just learned that you've got to create your own path, you know. Um, allow for things to happen at their own time. Mm -hmm. uh, don't be too stuck on other people's successes. You know, just consistently work to improve yourself. Consistently work to build yourself. Those, those things are very, very important. And in a world where people are consistently screaming there or perceivably trying to, to, to position themselves as successful, as beautiful, as the best, there's a lot of pressure on us guys. Mm. But you just have to trust in your own process. Just because someone, you know, made a million dollars today and you didn't, doesn't mean that you're never going to make that million dollars. I read a tweet today oh, from a lady <laughs> actually who... Twitter is amazing, by the way. I, mm -hmm. I, I need to do Of all the social media, because the other ones, you're very private. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's an amazing yeah. thing. You see a lot of things. I like to observe people. I, I love, I, I make a lot of observations. And this lady tweeted that she's 25, but she already feels like a failure in life. Someone who's wow. 25 has barely started life. Yeah. And is already started to feel like a failure. And what is that? Because I think it's, in our generation, I think they're over expectation. <coughs> but I think, like in our parents' time, they also didn't have this social media craze. Mm -hmm. So when people were doing their thing, they were doing it. Yeah. You know, even if you're doing those struggles, you're just you're just doing your thing. Well, you, you know, do, it's only yeah. when now when you meet people in person that's when that's, you know. Exactly. But now, where there's so much validation going on, mm. it's, it's like it's, uh, a, it's a real problem. Who are you? Who do you know? Where are you? Where, where are you, you going? Why aren't you here? Yeah. You know, you should be here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that type of system that I feel is 
is is is probably going to really work against our generation where there's a whole bunch of people who expect for things to happen at a particular time mm. um, with others or because of the age but life doesn't you know there's no manual to this life there's thing. no manual yeah and everyone has a different mm. different time yeah and everyone know. has a different time just just pray for you know guidance and just pray for guidance trust god yeah you know trust god and do your part it also doesn't mean you trust god and you don't work exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you just don't say oh. i declare but then you're not actually fortune, doing something about fortune it. prepared yeah. it's as simple mm. fortune favors are prepared yeah if you're not ready if you're not getting yourself ready forget it you'll never make it a lot of people are sitting just thinking about doing things but they're not actually putting themselves proactively putting themselves in spaces where they would allow things to happen to them you know uh one thing that sometimes depresses That's what you really bring out is also positioning yourself. Yeah, it's it's, it's about it's, positioning. It's not a said thing but it's uh I think everywhere yeah. even for people who are in you know careers and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean like people who say oh you know I wish I dream I can be in this and that place or meet and this and that person but you ask them what they do outside their 8 to 5 they're just in the house. So you think Obama will walk up to your house or Oprah will come find you. Those ones have, you know, their own lives to live. And young people have a perception that life is is very ready to, to accept you. To accept you and roll out a red carpet. And your dreams. You. Life will and never And they will out. just happen. It will never roll out a red carpet <laughs> for you. Life doesn't care who you are, where you're from. Life will continue. If you're to die today, it will proceed. It's true. So, so just you yeah, know, bury I mean, you, cremate you, cremate you, bury you, you whatever it is, and you move and on. They move on. So you waiting for life to happen to you. I mean, you know, it's either you make things happen or you allow for things to happen to you. Yeah. And you've got to decide what side of that divide you want to be in. Um, you know, you just can't sit idle doing nothing. You know, meet people do things you've never done before. That's the only way you grow. That's the only way you get to learn. Um, for some of us who prefer to learn outside the, the academic... Uh, <laughs> school yeah, of life. School, you know, <laughs> school of life is very interesting, you know, mm-hmm. because if you don't put yourself out there, you don't learn. Mm-hmm. Life doesn't come... Life, life doesn't come to you, you know. It doesn't show up and... and, and just presents itself. Yeah, and present itself. You've got to go out and get life. Mm. You've got to go out and get life. If mm. you want to learn how things are made, uh, you've got to go to where things are made. You don't just stay thinking about how that things... it will come. That it will come to you. Yeah. Um, I think that's... I mean, that's, that's a very important principle. I yeah. Think, it's so interesting because the next question I was going to ask you, yeah. <clears throat> what would you do, what would you <clears throat> say to someone who is in that place where they have a sense of conviction mm. um, on how to move and how to make that jump or whatever decision it is yeah. that is out of the ordinary. Um, how to just, whatever, it could be anything. It could be changing careers. It could be changing lifestyle. It could be changing, it could be to do with anything. Start, start with what you have. Stop wishing you had things that you don't have. Start with what you have, the resources around you. Start small learn, evolve, you won't become an expert in a day, you won't know everything in a day mm. um, so just just look at the resources around you and start mm. from people, people are resources mm. 
people, it's unfortunate that the only resource people think is a resource is money. Money. And things. Yeah. People are resources. Books are resources. The internet is a resource because it's a source of knowledge. Trust me. Yeah. yeah? I learned so much um, about the internet. Yeah, so, internet. you know, start start with what you have. Don't, don't be afraid to start small, but just start. Start learning. Um, <clears throat> my business would have been a, the same idea on paper now if I never started, which was a very small thing. Yeah. It's only <clears throat> through starting that we've learned and evolved and grown. So just start. Mm. You want to stop drinking? Take a week off. Some of this weekend you're not going to find. And look for people who actually don't drink and see what they do. Because yeah. then they show you how things are done without drinks. You know? You want to hang out with people that's it. You want to be a business person, hang around business people. You want to be a doctor, hang around doctors or pilots or whatever it is. Because then those people start to give you, start to pass on their wisdom and their knowledge. You know, people, because we tend to look at things from the outside in, we tend to look at things from the surface. But it's only when you're with people who are in those spaces that they start to really tell you or really give you the reality of what it takes to be who they are or to be in their spaces. It's not easy. A lot of, I, I doubt there's anything that's rosy on the inside and the outside. Mm. Everything takes effort. Everything takes effort. You there's know? no perfect, like everything, it will start perfect in the yeah. beginning, end perfect. Same, same, I mean, I, there's people who ask me, oh, you know, I want to start a business and I want to start a business and you know, I see and they don't know the, they don't know the things that have but to go yeah, into it. You know, they think, oh, you can just wake up at yeah. eleven. You remember when you day. got your first big your office? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and how you were doing it with a leap of faith? Yeah, it's a leap of faith. I didn't know how I was going to pay rent, but <laughs> it's it's that thing for fortune favors are prepared. You've got to take those risks and those steps to prepare yourself to receive. You know. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's paramount. A lot of people don't see things that way. But if, if you're not able to prepare yourself, if you're not able to understand what it takes or willing to invest what it takes, then you might as well stop thinking about it. Think about other things. Yeah? <coughs> think, think about other things. Yeah, but just start. Just start from whatever it is. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that thing for, you know, prepare yourself. Fortunate opportunities are coming. Mm-hmm. Even if when you don't see them, they'll just, today, they'll just they'll, appear they'll, from nowhere. The thing is, you put rather, yourself out there. You'd rather get an opportunity and be ready for it than mm-hmm. see an opportunity and have to tell the opportunity, just wait, I need to get ready. Oh, yeah, I time, get what you're saying. Yeah, time, time waits for no king. Mm. Right? Mm. Nobody can stop time. Mm. It doesn't matter how wealthy they are, how powerful they are, Nobody can stop that. Mm. So the minute you understand that certain things will only appear on your doorstep once sometimes, you start to make sure that by that time that thing knocks on your doorstep, you're ready for it. Because it might just come and go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that simple. Wow. Okay. I think Gitz, you've given some really some nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And I hope someone gets... Um, <coughs> Some ideas and mm. some sense of comfort yeah. in terms of just following your your voice well, and yeah. that sense of conviction, eh? yeah. Um, yeah, and having to deal with 
with judgment, but still, you know, you know what it is that you, the outcome that you want exactly. at the end of the day. Exactly. You know, there's so much, there's so much to life that is out there that we don't know, and we owe it to God to try and understand some things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You don't go back. And what His purpose is for us. Exactly. Yeah. You don't go. You don't go to. You don't go back to heaven not knowing, not knowing, uh, not knowing what your purpose was, yeah. you know, yeah. or not knowing what the world was about. All yeah. you do know is Or what gifts you have to offer to the world. Exactly. You know, just keep, keep doing what you do and, and just don't be afraid. It's okay to be afraid, but just learn how to manage your fears. Fear is part of the journey. It's part of the journey. It's not easy. Yeah. But uh, there's, there's ways you can position yourself yeah. to ensure that you are successful. That's very important. Um, always move. Uh, learn how to evolve business is not easy sometimes the ideas you start with are not the ones that continue and don't be afraid to change your mind mm. within know when to pivot also yeah know when to pivot know how to leverage I'm not saying completely shift and close the business sometimes it might just be a function of you need to shift mm. your model is just not working yeah I mean I, I remember one of my favorite things I learned just this year was a McDonald's story and how they played the, their game. Initially, Ray Kroc really struggled to keep the franchises afloat. Mm. Then they moved to property. They started buying up yeah. property that people That's could buy there. very convenient. Exactly. And up yeah. today, I think McDonald's is one of the biggest uh, free lease landholders mm. in, in the U.S. I don't know if I use the right term, but I mean, that was, they still remained in the food business, but they played it a bit different. Mm. And that gave them the leverage. Mm. So it's the same thing with with whatever else anybody else could be doing. Yeah. Figure out how to pivot. Okay. Mm. So that's it, guys. Thank you for listening, and I hope uh, you continue to get some nuggets of wisdom, and it helps some it helps someone out there. Bye. Until Bye, the guys. next week. All right. Thanks for having, having me, Vanessa. You're welcome. All right. And thank you for coming. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> and sharing anytime. your story. Yep. Yep. All right. Bye, guys.